It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You just can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, golf expert. Got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. You guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another November Tuesday, another golf podcast. Wait, what? A surprise golf podcast before Thanksgiving. Uh, that's right, Uncle Dave, the man of the people, said, let's go ahead and let's give our listeners a special golf podcast for their continued support. And I said, all right, let's 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 go ahead and let's do that. So this week, uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to head to St. Simons Island in Georgia for the RSM Classic. This one will be played at the Sea Island Resort. Last year's winner of this event was Adam Svensson. He returns to go ahead and repeat as champion. With 40 to 1 odds favor for this event, Ludwig Aberg at 12 to 1. You guys know how we do this, Uncle Dave and I. We'll go, we'll cover our first round leaders, head to heads, make a miss to cut, top 40s through top fives. And of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead, we'll give out our winners. A quick update on our season from last year as we concluded thereafter East Lake. Uncle Dave and I, we finished again in the green, just up a couple units. So nothing like we had in the pastures, you know, where we were up 100, 200 units. But again, Another winning year, nonetheless. Uncle Dave, sadly, my golf season here in the Northeast has concluded. Temperatures are down. The leaves are down. It's a mess up here. It's in the 30s. I was actually in the 20s here last night. Everything's frosted over. My golf season is officially over. Has yours concluded as well? Um, the, the straight up answer is no. Uh, I did have to play uh, with long sleeves last uh, two weeks ago mainly because it was blowing 25. Uh, but nonetheless, no. Uh, although it's cooler than I'd like, I suppose it's all relative. Um, there's people down here from Canada playing in shorts and a T-shirt. I'm not quite that bold yet, but no, we don't. We never have an, an off golf season, Sleepy. The way I played the last couple of weeks should have taken a couple of weeks off. Um, I guess I got a little cocky because I played well most of the summer. Uh, but that's... Uh, you know, I mean, if you guys want to play golf and, and anybody in the area wants to play golf, well, come on down and visit me. You know, St. Augustine's a pretty cool place to, to hang out uh, and to play golf, Sleepy. Well, unfortunately for me there, Uncle Dave, my season's over. Yours is still going. It sounds like yours never end, so that sucks. But uh, next time I'm down in Florida, obviously, you know that you're first on my list. So hopefully we can go ahead and get a round of golf in. But like Uncle Dave said, Man of the people, let's go ahead and give them a podcast this week. So we're going to go ahead, we're going to do that. And we're going to go, we're going to kick this one off, as we always do, with our first round leaders. But we have a little bit of a problem with that. First round leaders are not out. Reason being, they're going to go ahead and play on two courses here. So generally, these are going to come out late. So Uncle Dave's going to go ahead and give you guys something for a first round leader. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little bit of a pivot here. I'm going to play a nationality prop. I'm going to give you guys top Asian, Carl Wan at plus 650 at FanDuel. Now, this is at plus 450 on DraftKings. So, I think you have to go ahead and take into consideration here playing this at FanDuel before you would ever play at DraftKings. He finished 6th at the Sanderson in October. And just last week in Bermuda, he finished 4th. So, he's hitting the board nicely in some of his events uh, that he's entered recently. And he's been active. Later on down the card, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fade Siwoo Kim. So this is really one of the reasons why I want to play Carl Wan here. Wan has been here at the RSM before. He finished 39th here last year. 
So he's made a cut here, which is good. Has some really good results as of late. And I think the overall field um, is like nine total Asian golfers. And if I'm going to go ahead and fade Siwoo Kim, who's the favorite, I think Carl Wan right here at plus 650 makes a little bit of sense. So that's my first pick there, Uncle Dave. I don't have a first-round leader, but nationality prop for me, top Asian Carl Wan at plus 650. Yeah, I don't have any any props. I you know truly were squeezing this in during football and basketball season, but uh, I am going to bet a first-round leader if and when they come out. Uh, if they come out, they will probably separate them on the two different courses because there is a pretty marked difference uh, between uh, between courses. Um, you know, and anybody that's been around for any length of time, you already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet Brian Harmon. Uh, but I'm going to bet Brian Harmon in part because I always like him to get off early. But um, he played well here last year, and he's from Savannah, Georgia, which is only about an hour north of Sea Island. The weather might be kind of kind of shitty on on Thursday, maybe Friday too, but it's supposed to be a little cool, maybe a little rainy, and and those are conditions he's used to playing in the winter in this part of the country. So I do think he has a leg up, and he's obviously got some confidence from last year. I mean, he's the champion golfer of the year, so I expect him to do well. Um, I figured if we're going to have a first round leader, it might as well be Brian Arman. No surprise there, Uncle Dave, one of your first round favorites. Did you happen to cash a Brian Harmon first-round leader last year, or did you miss? Because I think he hit first-round leader at least once last year. Am I right? Um, yeah, he did, and I know I didn't. You know, I, I try to try to look for other angles, and, you know, the one time I looked at another angle I shouldn't have. I mean, and that's typical when, you know, even when we're betting football, it's like, well, you know, I, I'm going to keep betting against the Bills because they keep making me money. You know, no, this week I'm going to bet on the Bills and they're still going to play like shit. Uh, and you wish you just stuck with what you were doing. But, you know, the mindset, of course, it's the mindset of a of a unit in golf is not the mindset of a unit in football, but it's still uh, the same sort of betting philosophy, if you will. Uh, so, no, the answer is I did not. And, you know, which I had. Those first round leaders have been good to us over the years and, and got us a you know, those are the ones that have gotten us 100 or 200 units. And, and uh, we, that's what we didn't get last year that I'm hoping we do get this year. Oh, it'd be interesting to come in here with a surprise podcast, pick Brian Harmer for first round leader, and he goes ahead and he cashes. Yeah, we should probably just quit. And, you know, normally we do every tournament once they turn the calendar. And, um, you know, if we cash something like that this week, um, yeah, I, we should just retire on our laurels because <laughs> it's – you know, we're tempting fate every year. Well, you know what happens, Uncle Dave. We go ahead and we hit a Brian Harmon first-round leader. We'll be doing a podcast the following week, pounding our chest. And before you know it, here we go every week again doing golf podcasts. But Uncle Dave and I have talked, and we said we're going to try to get you guys a podcast this week. So here we are doing it. So we're fulfilling that agreement that we made to each other. But uh, we're going to try to get you guys maybe something like after Christmas, uh, maybe in January, February, and then obviously we'll kick off you know, our normal golf schedule. So we'll see. Hopefully we hit something, you know. Maybe we'll be back here sooner rather than later. But with that out of the way, let's go ahead. Let's jump into our head-to-heads here, Uncle Dave. I have two here, and I think the one you might actually like quite a bit. So this is going to be a true head-to-head because in the other one, I'm going to give you guys a three ball. So the true head-to-head here, and this one is on DraftKings. I'm going to play Alex Noren over Corey Connors at plus 115. Connors, he hasn't played since the end of the regular season. So this dude, you know, trying to ramp up, I think it could be a little bit slow. But Norin, 
he's been active and not just active. He's been very active and very good recently. He's been in five tournaments in mid-September, and he finished with a T3. That was a month ago. And just a T2 finish there last week in Bermuda. So I think his form is good. I think his game is good. It's definitely where he probably wants it to be. And right now with Connors, like we know he's a good golfer. We know we can go out there and, and have a good round. But the, it's kind of just like one of those mystery things. Like, dude, like you haven't golfed in, in you know, probably like, what, two, two and a half months, at least competitively. I think that might show up here. So I'm going to take the hotter golfer, the guy that's been out there, Alex Noren, plus 115 over Corey Connors. That's the one that I have there alone, like real true head-to-head. And then I'll give you guys a three ball. But Uncle Dave, I'll let you go first. I want to see if you have the same pick. I'm guessing you probably don't unless you have a three ball. But I'll let you go ahead and rip a run with your head-to-heads. What do you got? Um, I just bet one, Sleepy. And, you know, there's so many variables and so many different outcomes we can have in these early tournaments. But I went with a hometown boy, another one. I went with Billy Horschel, minus 110 over Chris Kirk. And one of the reasons I did, and I made a couple of bets uh, with similar philosophies this week, is, you know, Horschel is now 36. And if you look back to last year, you know, he played pretty well early in the season and and maybe not as well later in the season. You know, I wonder, you know, 36 is certainly not old, but you know, for the for the schedule and the grind that those guys go through, you know, he's not young. So I took Billy, and he's also from uh, sort of the Jacksonville area, which is only probably 30, 45 minutes from Sea Island. He's played that course a ton of times. So I played him over Chris Cork uh, at minus 110. There were a lot of other ones, but, you know, as usual, they, they paired guys I kind of liked against guys I kind of liked. So I, I'm just going to sort of dip my feet in the water and take – um, partial over Kirk. All right. Um, you guys, if you've been listening to us and some of you guys have been listening to us for, you know, a number of years now, uncle Dave and I do not share our picks before a podcast. Uncle Dave, you gotta be shitting me. Like there were so many head to heads and so many three balls. And I'm like, he'll never pick Billy Horschel, will he? So here I am tournament three ball. And this is on DraftKings. I'm taking Billy Horschel plus plus one sixty over Taylor Pendrith and Akshay Bhatia. What do we know about Horschel that Uncle Dave just said? Well, he kind of had a terrible year last year, and I think it was actually so bad at one point that he was actually crying, and he wondered if he could even play at this level ever again. Like, it got that bad for him, I think, mentally. And he did say in an interview that once a golfer, a professional golfer, loses his confidence, it could ruin a golfer's career. And he actually thought that that would potentially was like what was happening to him. And he fought and he fought and he entered tournament after tournament and it was cut, cut, cut. And then finally something clicked there and his game got back into action. Well, you know, recently Billy Horschel, he ended up moving over there to the European tour and having some great success over there doing rather well. His last three tournaments have resulted in three top 20 finishes. And he's coming off of his final PGA tournament at the Wyndham with the fourth place finish. So, Look, I get it. Like, that's all fine and dandy, and that's good for him. He still has to go ahead and take down, you know, other golfers, and he has to take down Pendrith and Akshay Bhatia here. But you got to give Billy Horschel a lot of credit for fighting through all that crap and the results that he's had recently. Like, it looks like he's ready to go ahead and hit the ground running. Billy Horschel might be one of the most motivated golfers coming into this next season. I'm not saying go ahead and bend him in, like, uh, you know, like to win a major or anything like that. But 
I think if you were on that Billy Horschel fading train last year, I wouldn't be doing that this year. I think that that's probably something that you kind of want to avoid. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Horschel here. I like where he's at. I like where his mind's at. Now, I'm not saying that I don't think Pendrith and Akshay Bhatia could actually do rather well here because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play Pendrith and I'm going to play Bhatia to go ahead and land inside the top five because I do feel like these guys can win and I can get both of those guys at 10 to 1. So let's say I lose this three ball here with Billy Horschel. I feel like Pendrith or Bhatia are going to end up being up there rather high because I think Billy Ho is going to finish rather well. So those are the three picks I'm going to give out there. But Uncle Dave, it's just crazy how we don't talk. I'm sitting there going, oh, there's no way you'd have this. Sure enough, you got Billy Horschel. I'm sorry, Sleepy. I really am. Um, which probably means he'll miss the cut. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I had to. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like we don't have a lot of history except for you know, last year and who played how many tournaments and, you know, who played in the Butterfield last week and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, I just kind of went with a hometown guy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what else to try to base it on uh, other than all the information you gave out. Although I would, I would like to say one thing when you started this podcast, you said, you know, Uncle Dave, man of the people said we should do a golf podcast. Um, and I don't want to go back and read your text, but I, I don't think that's how it went down, Sleepy. I believe it was you texting me saying we are going to do the RSM next week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I could be wrong, uh, but it's somewhere in my text. So um, if uh, you know, that's my disclaimer. If if I lose every single wager, it's because Sleepy made me, and I wasn't really ready. Well, I just I try to get you as many friends as possible, Uncle Dave, because I know that you like to. Uh... You like to fight with people and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know how many friends Uncle Dave has left. At least I'm one of them. So when I say like Uncle Dave's the man of the people, it's more of just trying to get people to like it more than, uh, you know, more than more than they might right now. So, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I really can't um, <laughs> say anything to the contrary. Um, although I must say over the last six months or so, I've been fairly good about fighting with people. At least publicly, at least publicly, you know, you could go back to my Twitter a year or two ago and I, I might've had a few middle fingers up there for somebody said something, but you know, I'm a God fearing man anymore. So I'm, I'm just going to pray for those people. Well, I know that these golf podcasts kind of calm you down, let you think about being out there on the links and you know, it does relax you. I so. appreciate you falling on your sword for me, sleepy. We've been through thick and thin together. That's right. We have. All right, let's go. Let's get into miss, make and miss the cuts there, Uncle Dave. Uh, I'll go first with this one. I'm going to go ahead and play Siwoo Kim, as I said, a little bit further on down the card. I was going to go ahead and fade him, and I'm going to do that here. I'm going to play him to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 190, and this is on DraftKings. Siwoo has golfed once since the Tour Championship wrapped up. That was a month ago at the Shriners, and he was cut there. And he's been here at this particular venue four times and has been cut here three times in a row. He also hasn't been here in over two years, so it's not like a place that he's actively trying to go ahead and get to. You know, it's been a few years since he's been here. He was cut here three times in a row. Uh, it's been kind of a long layoff for him. He only has one tournament since the Tour Championship, and in that tournament, he was cut. For some reason, I looked at it, and I see him way up there on the odd screen. I'm like, what what tells me that he's going to come in here and golf all that well? 
And that's one of the reasons why I actually had fun handicapping this is like me, I'm approaching this. If you've been on a long layoff and you don't have any course history and you just have, or if you have been golfing and you're missing cuts, I'm looking to go ahead and fade you. So I'm going to fade Siwoo Kim here. I'm going to go ahead and play him to miss the cut at plus 190 on DraftKings. That's all I have there, Uncle Dave. You got any make and miss the cuts this week? Yeah, I played one. I don't love it, um, but it's sort of my process of elimination. Uh, I bet Keith Mitchell to miss the cut at plus 175. I mean, you know, Keith Mitchell is a good golfer. He made about three million bucks last year. Uh, does not putt well. His approach shots have not been ideal, um, but he has an upside. But I also think he has a downside. I mean, he made the cut at the Zozo in October. Uh, he made the cut at the the WWT Championship. But if he makes the cut here, that would be making three cuts in a row. Now, not only over his career has he played in 160 events and made the cut just 108 times, which is not ideal. Um, 60% is not is not good, but he has not made three straight cuts since last May. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say he outkicked his coverage last week, uh, to, and he's going to uh, falter this week. So I will go ahead and take Keith, yeah, Keith Mitchell to miss the cut at plus 175. All right, well, there you guys go. There's making miss the cuts. Let's go ahead. Let's get into some top 40s through top fives. I'll go first here, Uncle Dave. Top 20, Ludwig Aberg at minus 105. I think it's actually his last name's pronounced Oberg, but it's spelled with an A. So I'm going to pronounce it Aberg all year long. And if you guys haven't heard about this guy, I promise you that you will pretty much all season long. Like this guy is really good. Uncle Dave and I did a podcast last year. I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of the ones that like near like the end of the season. And I was looking at this dude's stats and I was like, how do we not know about this guy? This dude is really, really good. And I don't know if I played him first round leader or if I played him like top 10 or something like that, but he, he ended up roaring out to like this big lead in the first day. It was like minus eight. And I was like, all right, this dude's for real. And all throughout the entire off season, you know, he's out there golfing. He's on the European tour golfing. Uh, he kicked ass in the amateurs. Like, this dude is really good. Not only that, he's been active and he's been red hot. The last time he wasn't inside the top 20, you got to go all the way back to July 30th, and that was at the 3M Open. He's been inside the top 15 in seven straight events. So playing him here to land inside the top 20 at minus 105 with this field, I feel like that's a wager that we should probably have. So Ludwig Aberg minus 105 top 20. I'm also going to go ahead and play Alex Smalley, minus 110, top 40. Another guy who's been active, just golf last week at the Bermuda, finished 30th there. Nothing really to write home about, but a 30th place finish. But I'm not surprised he's actually in this field this year. Last year at the RSM, fifth. That was one of the best finishes for his entire season last year. And I think he'll probably be confident on this particular course coming off of a top 30 last week. I figure why not go ahead and play him top 40 this week. Uh, it's actually minus 140. I'm sorry. It's not minus 110. It's minus 140. So Alex Smalley minus 140, top 40, and that is at DraftKings. Those are my top 42, top fives there, Uncle Dave. What are you looking at? Yeah, I got a bunch, but I, I, I went a little differently. I usually will play a lot of top 40s and top 20s, but I, I went higher, and I start with Russell Henley, top five plus 360. I mean, if you – Look at his history. You see that he's been playing well early in the year. 
Um, some or a lot of that could be that he's 34 now. I, I know a few people that like him to win this week, but his putting almost always costs him the very top spot. Uh, he's not long off the tee, but this isn't a course that's going to compromise being shorter off the tee. So I think he does well. Um, I took my buddy Bryce Garnett top 40 plus 260. I mean, basically all he's going to do is make the cut. And before last, he finished 30th last week and, and he, t- we, he got a hold of me. We, he's been playing. He says he's been playing as well as he ever has. Uh, when, and when he gets putts to drop, he's going to go real low, but you know, putting has always been Bryce's strength. Uh, and he's not lacking confidence. So I think, I think we see another good weekend from him. Um, I took your boy, Ashley, Ash K. Batia, top 10, plus 500. Um, he played in uh, the Bermuda tournament, and he played this one last year. So even at his age, he's got a history here of, of playing back-to-back and, and playing this course uh, back-to-back this early in the year. He's, you know, he played three of four very good rounds last week, um, and he's not unlike Hanley in that putting can be a problem, but for his upside in a, in a, in a, a weak field, I don't I hate to say weak, but, you know, it's not elite. Um, I think that's a value bet. Uh, JT Poston, top 10, plus 330. I think he's just the horse for the course. He could well win this week, uh, to be fair. Uh, but he's worked his way up to 40th in the world golf rankings, and he had eight top 10s last year. Uh, he was top three. He was tied for third last week at the sh- last, last month at the Shriners. Um, and, again, his issues have always come off the tee. It, I think his approach shots and his putting – uh, combined are, are, are elite. I mean, he's probably top five, but this is an event again, that's going to totally punish missed fairways. Uh, and lastly, I took Eric Cole top 10 plus 320. And you know, what's not to like, uh, especially in his form. I mean, if he can continue his late season run, we're good. I mean, another guy that by a lot of standards is over the hill age wise. Uh, another reason I like him early, but in his last four events, he's been second, third and fourth. Um, he's kind of, as a player, he's kind of like JT Poston on steroids with his tee shots. Uh, but as bad as it is, he's still 16th in shots gained total. So, you know, that that's how well he does all the other things. So I think this is a course you can get away with some mistakes on. So there's my, my handful of top fives and, and top tens. I think you know, I've only got to hit one or two to make money this week. All right, good stuff there. So you guys got our top 40s to top fives. Now it's time for our winners. Uncle Dave, to be honest with you, even though the winners are like the hardest picks to hit, this was the one that I actually felt the least confident in. And a lot of the reason, I think, was that there were a lot of choices out there. And I think there were a lot of arguments to go ahead and be made. But the guy that I fell on was actually Matt Kuchar at 40-1. to 1. Tons of experience here at this course and has had some decent finishes here. But hasn't really been anything special here at this particular place in a while. And I wonder if it's kind of one of those situations that he kind of doesn't ramp himself up early enough. Well... He's been golfing a little bit as of late, and I think that that's been pretty good for him. T2 just two weeks ago, and before that, uh, he finished 18th, and he also had a T7 finish there at the Fortinet Championship. So if ramping up was an issue for Kuchar stepping into this particular tournament, uh, I don't think that that will probably be the case here for him now. If you look at what his game's been and his form, I mean, it's it actually looks pretty good. Like I said, you know, 18th, 7th, uh, T2, so... This is a tournament that um, he's never won, and I wonder if this is kind of one of those like on, on like one of those things like within your bucket list. Like I, I kind of got to take one of these down. And I think this is probably a situation where maybe he's looking to ramp up a little bit earlier, 
There's a course that he hasn't been able to go ahead and get a win at. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a shot here, Uncle Dave, at 40-1. to 1. And that's it for my lone winner there this week. What are you looking at? Yeah, I got a couple, um, but you're right. There's there's tons of options. I, I took Corey Connors at 25-1. to 1. Um, He played here two years ago, and he was a respectable uh, T22. And he did play more events last fall, uh, but my preference would have been that he played – in the last month or so, but he hasn't. Uh, I'll tell you one of the things I like about that, but he's always been a great ball striker who can struggle to putt. Um, but on the upside of not playing is the recent doubts or changes to his stroke, his putting stroke that, you know, I'm sure he worked on a lot in the quote unquote off season. And, you know, anybody that golfs know that when you take time off and you come back with something like that, you feel pretty confident. Um, that your changes and your mindset is different rather than, you know, dreading a six foot putt. Um, but he's played here four times and he's been no worse than 37th. So at 25 to one for his talent level, I think that's good. And I threw out one sleepy bomber, believe it or not. I took Maverick McNeely at 150 to one. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are 100 to one or, 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 or higher that can win this. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. And, you know, last winter he played his best golf of the year, um, no worse than 27th, no missed cuts from October to February. Um, but in February last year, he withdrew from Pebble Beach and he, he tore a ligament and tried to play in six weeks and he was never the same. Uh, so for his upside uh, at 150 to one, I think I think books are looking at, you know, super recent history and not his talent level. So at 150 to one, I, I couldn't not do that. Um, you know, he may, he may miss the cut, but um, in this field, 150 to one for almost anybody is too much. So uh, yeah, Corey Connors at 25 to one and my, my sleepy bomber, which I don't usually do is Maverick McNeely at one and 150 to one. All right. Well, if Maverick McNeely just so happens to win, we'll be doing another podcast next week. That's uh that's a game. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be doing one Monday <laughs> early, extra early. We'll be doing it Sunday night football. <laughs> but you guys know how we do it. Um, Uncle Dave, um, you know, I, it was, I gotta be honest. It was hell trying to drag him out of bed for this. Cause you guys know that I'm the man of the, I'm the man of the people. So it was nice to go ahead and get Uncle Dave on the podcast. Hopefully it wasn't too hard going ahead, getting him off the golf course, but you guys know where to find myself and Uncle Dave. You guys can go ahead and get us on X at sleepyj underscore pregame at Dave underscore Essler. Make sure you guys follow us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>